Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kayla Patterson, PCP, Real Talk Midwest Muscle in your eardrums, earlobes, and whatever you need to do to hear this, even if it's voice-activated audio, I am here for you. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, Check us out at peoplepeemuscle.com, and now let's chit-chat her with the banter. Desiree is being a mother, so she's doing a lot of running around. She will be on when she can, but I have a very, very well-receptive guest, one you know really well. I'm talking about Krista Woods. She's an amazing natural pro athlete, very supportive of the industry in itself, and she does a lot a lot of behind-the-scenes things, supporting and helping, so I figured who better to have on the show to try to rein in some of this insanity with what's been going on across the world. I mean, it's all—it's more widespread than uh, P4P Real Talk, and I'm talking about the coronavirus. It seems like it's really disrupted a lot of lives, taken oh, yeah. a lot of lives, and we're not going to downplay that, and, you know, affected a lot of families, good and bad. Uh, some are, are basically, you know, coming together and being more supportive of each other, which is good. But on the bad side, there's a lot of sick people, and we do not want to downgrade or, or take away from the suffering that's happening. Uh, Crystal, please introduce yourself, and we'll get this show started, and hopefully we'll find some sanity in the internet. Thank you, Kaylin, so much. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and to chit-chat with you and just to – try to bring a little perspective to the situation. Uh, my name is Crystal Woods. I'm a natural bikini pro across Federation lines and uh, just happy to speak with everyone and just hopefully give you some ideas of things that you can do just to keep it together and, and stay sane and get through it. Yes. Uh, now, I, I got I to gotta jump in because you said you're a bikini pro. I, I think you've transcended of that in that category because you you you're so encompassing in so many other areas with posing and everything else, uh, judging, uh, promoting. It, it's you have so many accolades in, in your hand that I I can't limit you to just that. But you, you're a phenomenal athlete in that regard. But you're also a well respected individual in, in the sport. So you know you've had to do a lot of uh, basically mothering, uh, basically coaching, and I'm not talking about your clients. I'm talking about people backstage that are freaking out. You've had to do an awful lot with helping people rein in their emotions and basically get back to being, I wouldn't call, I, I don't think any natural athlete that's gone through six, uh, four or five months of prep is, is, is going to be any kind of sane, but get us back to some kind of uh, balance to where we can have a right mind to actually get on stage and compete and, and still do our best. Now that we've actually grown to where it, it went from nationwide to worldwide to global to where people are just freaking out to the point of causing harm to others. And who better than you, you know, to have to see these minor things? Because I think minor things set us up for major things if we're going about it the right way. And I, I know you you were a mother in, 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 in your own right, and now basically you've been mother to us, 
uh, reigning in our balance. So what's some, what's one of the precursors to basically get finding balance and to stop the madness? You know, I'm, I'm really surprised that, you know, that a nation would do such a freak out, but I really shouldn't be hard on them if they don't understand how to get back to balance. So we're going to, we, we know the problem. What's a good way to start with a simple solution and then grow from that? So th- this is a global situation, and it's, it's affected yeah. everyone in some form or another, whether it's someone you know, a friend of a friend, a patient, a client. We know there's people out there, and, and it's affected our lives. Everything is shut down. Um, really, first of all, TV don't have it on 24 hours a day. Um, yeah. I think a really a really good thing to do is watch it first thing in the morning and then turn it off and then watch it in the evening because things change hourly. Uh, it's a very fluid situation. So things that you may have missed during the day, you can catch in the evening and you're still caught up and you know what's going on. But I would not watch it all day long. It's in your face on social media. It's all over the TV. That's all that's on. I know before my office shut down, we have TVs in every operatory. It was on the entire day. You couldn't get away from it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the media has a tendency, while they're reporting the news, I think they have a tendency to sensationalize it a little bit for ratings, and that gets yes. everybody in a tizzy. And they think because it's on the news that everything that's being reported is 100% accurate, which I don't think is. And I also not- think regardless of which side of the fence you stand on, I think because it is an election year, I think there are also other things into play. So I think Mm -hmm. we need to limit limit our news intake to twice a day, and we need to focus our priorities and change our perspective. Um, We need to go with the basics, wash your hands all the time, which people should have been doing anyway, right? Um, yes. Oh my goodness. Don't touch your face. Be hygienic. Um, think about what you're bringing into your home, but you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to hoard all the chicken or all the toilet paper. No. <laughs> Grocery no. stores are not no. closing. No. <laughs> um, and be aware of other people. Um, I know I contacted my neighbor. She's elderly. I asked if she needed me to bring her groceries home. She was okay. Um, I am not sick. I'm not infected or exposed. I donated blood today. Uh, people are in need of blood donations now more than ever because it's being used. There's a lot of sick individuals. Um, mm-hmm. Stay home. Don't go out. Avoid, you know, um, Going to the liquor store, which they've left open. Um, they amazing. shut down gyms. Um, huh? I said that's amazing to me that that was one of the priorities, is to make sure uh, well, everyone can I get know. drunk. Yeah, <laughs> they had shut down the gyms before they shut down hair salons and nail salons, which I found to be yeah. extraordinary also. Um, people just really need to, to calm down. Um, I know yeah. it's scary and it is global and it is very serious. People are dying. But yeah. I think when we're in such a, a panic and a hysteria, we can't think 
responsibly and reasonably. And I think if we just calm down and, and if you think about it, and I was talking about this earlier, if you take the health aspect out of it, okay, which I don't want to minimize that, but just, just for an argument for a moment, if we take the health aspect out of it, Hurricane Sandy, which a lot of us on the East Coast, right, we, we suffered through Sandy. Two weeks without mm-hmm. power and the whole nine yards, we were hit pretty hard. Yes. If you take the health aspect out of it, Sandy was worse than this. And we got through that with flying colors and people were helping one another and we came together and we got through it. Yes. With this, you have heat, you're not freezing, you're home, you're with your mm-hmm. family, you have food, you have refrigeration for your food, you have entertainment because you have your television, and you have cell service. The grocery stores are still open. Everything is fine. You can still get gas. If you take the health aspect out of it, this is easier to get through than Sandy was. And if everyone would just stay home and weather through it, I think we would get through this a lot quicker. As far as our industry goes and not having our gym access, um, a lot of us do have things in our basements. We are able to get a, a good, solid workout in at home. Um, for those that don't have a lot of equipment, there are other things that they can do. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with bands. Um, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. we're still able to get out to some of those parks and tracks and run. I know the other day we, we started a workout in the basement and we finished it up with a bike ride and lunging around a track. Um, there are things that we can do, and we can still manage yes. to get through it. There's a lot of things that you can do at home um, to fill your time that you would otherwise, you know, you'd be running around doing your normal routine, which you can't right now. But there's other things that you can do at home. Mhm. Well, like like you said, it, it, it's when you come down to the bare necessities. We, we nobody lost anything, really. I mean, other than Mm-mm. the fact that we can't go out as much. And right. you know, I, I'm so glad that you brought up the part about you know it's it's really not that bad. And I know I, no. I get it. Talking to people and they were talking about how their life revolved around their work. A lot of us uh, gym rats, our, our life revolves around the gym. But change is inevitable. Yeah. And I'm so amazed at people that are so against it and so frightened by it, and yet we go into each day knowing it's different from yesterday. And I I mean, I was just, when, when the year started, I was very cautious when people were saying, I can't wait for this month to end. I'm so glad that year ended. That's because you don't know what's in, what's in the future. And, you mm-hmm. know, we're constantly trying to rush through the days instead of enjoying the time we have because I said, this time we have, this two, four, six, whatever how, the duration of how long it takes, we're basically being asked to stay around our families and get to know each right. other all over again. And I said, yep. that can't be seen as a bad thing. You know, all right, we, mm-hmm. we, we're going to have to adjust to being around each other. But isn't that what family is? learning to grow mm-hmm. and, and know each other and get to see each other in, in truth. Because, you know, I think uh, a lot of us as hidden, 
I know, uh, as sad as it might sound, there's a lot of people that have accounts but aren't really being truthful in their accounts on any social media. They're, They're basically showing their absolute best and piggybacking that for a year instead of showing, you know, the real person that does have bad days. And I think the only time we hear from sadness is if somebody dies in their family and they ask for thoughts and prayers. But, you know, we, we have bad days. I mean, I remember when uh, we had been talking about the natural Olympia, and you, and you were like, well, I wasn't happy that I didn't win. But, you know, life goes on. And I think we need to have more of these life goes on moments to show that, you know, mm-hmm. the people that might be mentors or role models are still human. I mean, I don't I don't mind spending time with family. I don't mind being around people on a regular basis and just doing nothing. You know, I said, when people are telling me they're having boring days, I said, well, do you realize how good a boring day is? That means everything's in balance, everything's in place, and no one's dead, dying, or sick. I'm happy with what, what, I I don't call them boring days. I'm just, you know, doing a quote-unquote comment off of hearing others say it. I, I enjoy that downtime because I know the uptime isn't always a good up. And I, I think we right. need to be more cautious with, with how we're going about our day-to-day and realize that we do have each day. It shouldn't be, well, you know, um, uh, thank God it's Friday every time it has right. to be Friday. Why not just be able to sit I, in? And, and I think, Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I I understand where a lot of people are coming from, and I think – this whole quarantine or shutdown, I think it's like any other major traumatic event in someone's life. I think you go through phases. Um, And with phases, it's usually, right, it's usually denial, anger, sorrow, Mm -hmm. right? You go through all these phases. And I'm no different. My life, my day-to-day, I hardly ever see my son because I'm at work and he's taking classes and then he comes home and he goes to work and I'm at the gym and then he's at the gym and I never get to see him. My first two, my first day home, I worked last Tuesday. So my first full day home was last Wednesday. My first two days, I had already started going stir crazy and I cleaned my house from top to bottom. Now that's completely done and I have nothing to do, right? So I immediately start going stir crazy. I don't have my routine where I pack my food in the morning and I go to work and then I come home and then I go to the gym and I come home and I watch an hour of TV and I go to bed. So I started getting a little antsy and a little agitated. And we would go down to the basement to work out and I'm aggravated because I'm in the dark, dreary, unfinished, dirty basement. Right? I don't have my, my gym vibe. But I push through it, and I get through it, and I'm like, okay, fine, that's done. But I'm still irritated because for the most part, right, my house is clean. Now I'm sitting watching TV. I don't watch TV ever. Maybe an hour Mm -hmm. at night when Craig turns the TV on. But other than that, I don't watch it. But then I started going, okay, well, I have other things I can do. I can get my taxes done. I can scrapbook. I love to scrapbook, and I'm like three or four years behind. And... I can finish my book, but I haven't written a word of that yet, although I need to. But that's something that I can do with this time that's been granted me, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different things that we can all do. But we have to go through our phases and, and be able to reach that phase where we've accepted it. And people are scared because, right, a lot of people are losing their jobs. 
So, well, not losing their jobs. Their offices well, are technically, closed. Yeah. Laid You've off been laid off for a Yeah. Right. So, like, my office is closed, and I'm like, okay, well, how do I pay the bills? Craig got laid, you know, his gym closed. How do you pay the bills? But now that that offers another opportunity. Well, now you have phone calls to make to see if you can freeze accounts and you need to apply for unemployment to do to keep you occupied. And there's business that still needs to be tended to. And it will all work out. Everybody, all these businesses, all these creditors, they're all willing to help us out. They know that, you know, this is global. They're willing to freeze accounts and postpone things until everyone's, you know, back to work. So that stress mm-hmm. right there, although it is very stressful, um, yes. these people understand and they will help us, and that is something that we can we can let that stress go. Um, so now yes. we just move on to how, how do we fill our time. Well, if we put the, the news down and the social media down, well, now you can go outside and throw a ball with your dog or you can – make a really nice dinner with your family and actually sit down to eat for once instead of constantly eating on the run. Or you can watch a movie with your family. My son sat out in the living room last night for the first time and I don't know how long, but we all watched a movie together. Mm-hmm. So there, there are well, things that we can do and take advantage of the time that was thrust upon us that we may not have asked for, but something tells me we could all use it. Yes, especially with the stress that is happening. When you, when you can sit down, take a breath, reflect on what's going on, and then hold hold everything in place because a lot of family members are falling apart. And if we're at work, mm-hmm. we're not seeing that. I mean, if this could be a way for us to tone down all the suicide, if this could be a time to basically have people, you know, feeling isolated. They don't have to be isolated no more. And the no. one, like you said, where you're reaching out to your neighbor is just being neighborly, but how, 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 has this, how much has this nation forgotten how to be neighbors? I mean, we don't really know our neighbors anymore. I remember speaking to no. a fellow, and he told me, you know, I don't speak to my neighbors because I don't want to get involved because I don't have time to have a care or concern for them. And I said, wow, do you even realize what you just said? How dare yeah, that's you sad. Your... Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, Des, are you on? I am on. <clears throat> Hi. Hey, guys. Hey, Crystal. Hey. <laughs> hey, Kaylin. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. Sorry I'm running late. I can't, can I blame it on the Rona? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah shoot! So yeah, carry on. I'm just catching up, but I if I'm if I'm following the conversation correctly, I do agree that this is, despite the circumstances, a great time to reprioritize and just focus on some of the things that we've been neglecting. Not because we've intentionally wanted to, but just because life has kind of taken us that way. And family health. Um, all of those things, I mean, definitely top of that list. Absolutely. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is I think the family dynamic, and I've thought this for over 10 years, was beginning to struggle, strain, and then fall apart because the biggest factor is the one thing I always heard, I don't have time. I don't have time yep. for this. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for this. 
and I don't have the time to argue with my family. And if I, when, you know, growing up, these were things that was expected around the holiday, but the love was still there because you got to see the other side of them by, you know, being around family. And now that family dynamic is, is really strained under, and, but now we can actually engage in family and we have to, you know, because we want to do something. Like Vista was saying, we're basically, any, any person that's active has to find something to do because that's part of being active. There's always something mm-hmm. else to do. There's always somewhere else to go. There's always someone else to talk to. And we're so used to that that maybe we did overlook some things and, and, and people, and now we can basically touch base with them. And the people that matter are always going to be there. But the people that you took advantage of, not intentionally, or overlooked, not intentionally, you can basically reflect, uh, regroup, uh, revision, and then redistribute your time and energy and effort to be more of a neighbor, like me and Crystal were talking about, and, and be more of a human being to the people closer to your surroundings and environment, other than the gym family, other than immediate yeah. family, but just you know, checking on your neighbor next door. I, I was very surprised the last two weeks that I was one of the few people that knows the neighbors in, in, in our neighborhood, the names, you know, because you, you engage with them more often and, and, and you're out there doing things with their children. And, you know, you, you're, you're part of society and you didn't realize how much because the guy had said, well, you know, well, what's that person's name? And I was like, that's your next-door neighbor. How do you not know Tim? Right. You know, but we, we don't do those things anymore. And and so basically I, I remember one of the rap songs that said, you know, we're in the hood because nobody's neighbors anymore. So, you know, we can learn all these things and take all these facets and maybe become a, a better society or just become a society that's better as a whole. Uh, that's where we are right now, Des. What do you think? I, I, I'm just laughing at, at your last comment. I'm trying to think of, is it, uh, oh, Bobby Ray, is it uh, Airplane, is it Night Sky? What is it? Is it Airplanes? What is the song where you pulled that lyric from? Anyway, I get what oh, you're no, saying, no. but it just makes Yeah. It's well, if somebody used it. Oh, that was De La Soul. Well, then somebody more recently yeah. used it in one of your lyrics as well. So it's but the comp, yeah. the sentiment is there. No, I'm just reminded of our neighbor that we currently have who who doesn't care to leave for whatever reason. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you know, I I get what you're saying. Just sometimes it doesn't always work. <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah. true. It's true. I mean, and sometimes, and I understand now, people are being more cautious, um, but you do have to check on those around you because there probably are a lot of people that are in need of help and don't have anybody, but no one would know Absolutely. for the very reasons that you two are talking about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things that people can do right now, even though we have social distancing. There's a a lot of things that we can do for one another, like, you know, not just reaching out to the neighbor to see if they need something from the store, but there's a lot of elderly who are the most susceptible people to this virus, apparently, that could use, you know, help out in the yard that maybe they can't get out there, um, help with something in the house where maybe they're not in that room. Um, there's, there's a lot of little things that, that we can do 
you know, to help people out, to, to get to know one another, um, even, even um, you know, blood family that you don't live in the same state, maybe you haven't talked and you haven't taken the time to talk, you can reach out to them as well and just see how everyone's doing. And once this pandemic has run its course and left us, hopefully sooner rather than later, hopefully that sentiment it sticks with everyone and it doesn't just pass with the pandemic. Yes. Very true. Um, Very true. Um, what, what I'm seeing, and you know, and, and we are a smaller part of the of the world, and when I talk about the, the naturals and, and bodybuilding as a whole, but we, there was a lot of self checking we had to do when this was initially becoming a thing, and I noticed it's just morphing into basically a bigger part of society because we're like a micro society with how we engage ourselves in the gym. And to be honest, there there was a lot of nasty people that we had at our gym that we were always constantly talking to and engaging with about some of the nastiness and mean or not washing their hands, uh, coming out of the bathroom, flushing the toilet, and your hands are bone dry. I said, you know, this is, you know, this is something that, you know, you might need to think about in the future. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, I'm like, well, stay away from me if you don't have time. But, you know, it's just like they had something better to do other than the, the personal hygiene part. And I noticed a lot of the, uh, the the bodybuilding community, I think some of them, some of us have gotten so used to walking around with those hands on and, and not being able to do good hygiene sometimes that it basically translated to four parts of their lives. So, you know, what, mm. what do you tell a, a natural athlete, that, you know, now that we have better concern? Because I think – a lot of us are going to have really bright hands on stage from uh, watching so much now. It becomes a habit. <laughs> if we can get on stage, if we can get on a stage, that is. Oh, well, yeah. so for this year, I really don't know how many shows there are going to be for people to get on stage. Um, and depending on how long this lasts, I mean, I was talking with a friend earlier. It might actually be a consideration, and I hate to say it, but, you know, sometimes unpopular things have to be said. Yes. I think the training and the nutrition needs to be continued, but possibly the competition season itself needs to be canceled. Just as the Olympics earlier were announced that they were canceled and rescheduled to next year. And I mm-hmm. don't say that lightly. Um, I hate to see people's shows canceled, but a lot of people's mental and emotional health revolves around whether a show will be canceled. And I mm-hmm. just think, given the state of the union across the world, I think there are some more important, bigger things at play, and I, I think I, I think having a show really does help keep some people grounded in a situation like this, but rather than a show date, I think just the lifestyle in general, if perspective changed, could keep people grounded, um, and I think this could turn into a really good build season for everyone, and then, you know, people could come back full force next spring and really hit the ground running. Um, 
I think, honestly, that would be a huge year for natural bodybuilding because everyone would have had a year off and would want to come back full force. And next year, I think all of the stages would be absolutely full. Um, It's just a thought, something that may be forced if this pandemic doesn't start to wane soon. Um, It's a consideration. Um, I know a lot of shows have already been canceled through the summer already across a lot of federations. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, I don't know. Thoughts? (laughs) No, I mean, I think that, you know, I think we just have to wait and see. I definitely think for now, I mean, it is, important for athletes that have been prepping for the spring to not be frustrated, to not give up, but just kind of transition your mental state to, as Crystal was maintenance, if you will, kind of maintaining where you are to see what happens in the fall. And, you know, with with the predictions that they have now, um, you know, they're expecting this to carry on for a while. But I, I'm not sure when they say that what that exactly means. I mean, um, you know, when they talk about numbers of corona, you know, positive tests, negative tests, um, individuals who have died, mortality rates. What they're also not talk what they're not talking about, I should say, is um, they also have recovery numbers. So individuals right. who were diagnosed positive with the coronavirus but have I guess, overcome it. It's ran its course. They're no longer contagious. They no longer have symptoms, um, all of those things. And those numbers are rising as well. So we're kind of seeing the path, except for um, poor Italy, but the countries that, um, you know, were kind of hit with corona first, they're on the uptick now, even if it's slow. But China, China, who had 80,000 cases, um, have reported, I think, like 72,000 or some odd number. Um, and these are just, and I, and I don't know how many fatalities, and I'm not really going to focus on that, but they've only got like 5,000 active cases left is basically what I'm saying to you. So a lot right. well, of like individuals past- have been put in the recovered category. Right. And over the past, what, seven weeks now, I think it is, maybe eight, they've had no new cases. So they are on the upswing. Um, And Mm -hmm. like I was telling Kaylin before we went on, I went to Texas the end of January for a GBO event for the weekend. And when I came back, the last plane I was on, everybody was sick. Everybody was sick. Even a baby was throwing up. It was bad. Everyone was just a mess. And a couple of days after I got back, I got very sick, and um, corona was just starting to trickle in, uh, you know, conversations of it. And I actually called out of work one day, which I do not normally do, but I was running a fever. And for all I know, that was a mild case of coronavirus in which neither of the people in my household got sick. Now, I don't know if it was. It could have been, though. I was on, you know, Mm -hmm. a Petri dish plane full of sick people. So it very well could have been. And whatever it was, I got through it, and the people in my house didn't get sick. And then, you know, hopefully if that's the case, now I'm immune to it, I would hope. 
Um, but that's, that's a case or an instance where someone could have been sick and not even known it and got through it, and nobody would even know that there was a, a recovery there. Yep. So I, I definitely think there's a lot of good, positive, you know, turnarounds that are happening, but we don't get told all the information because it doesn't make for good news. Yeah. And then, I mean, well, is that... Here's one of the things that I, I learned, and, and, and it's like you, you, we have time. I mean, the one thing we can't complain about now is if we had time, but we, we have time. And yeah. it was an article theme about when uh, the nation had become aware of the disease, and it was last year. I mean, like we're, we're, it became mm-hmm. mainstream, but this has been – people have been sick in this country, in this country uh, – Early November, early October, September. Yep. Yep. Down with it. And I wasn't mad. I just understood that, you know, these things happen and they, they want to see, you know, if it's going to run its course or if it's something we're going to have to majorly in, indulge in. Um, so, you know, when we talk about it and people are afraid now, I mean, you look at the the, the fear that is driving this whole mass mob mentality, it, it frightens me. And I don't want I don't want people to, you know, dive in when it's been around us for so long. I mean, like, it, it, there's yeah. so many people that had these, what they were calling the respiratory infection. And so now, you know, we shouldn't be so alarmed that we can't think, like you said, Crystal, when we're, when we're losing our minds, we lose our ability yep. to think correctly and, and, and help, helpful to, to others around us. We have to step back, really look about what's going on, and then slow it down. Yes, Just slow absolutely. it down so we can be ourselves again. The that, reason people are, are really, I guess, losing it is because of the rate that the coronavirus spreads, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which, is, which that, that is a serious consideration, but the coronavirus is not as fatal as many other things that we deal with on a daily basis over decades and decades that we've had around us. Um, a regular flu is not as transmittable, but it has killed more people. Um, cancer, it's everywhere. I mean, everybody knows someone close to them who's passed from cancer, and it's not contagious, but it's killed more people. Like, there are so many different things that, that, that are fatal um, that you have – more of a chance of getting and this has only been around for a short time so why we have gotten so anxious over this I don't know um, yes it transmits easily but with the shutdown with all these precautions all these things put in place we can curb it it can be brought to its knees and we will get through it it's just a matter of us doing what we need to do. Um, you were talking, Kaylin, about, you know, bodybuilders washing their hands and stuff. I went to the grocery store today, and I went to the grocery store last week. And both times in the parking lot, I saw gloves 
all over the ground. And today I saw a pair of gloves in a grocery cart. Now, if we're so concerned about the spread of coronavirus, then why are those gloves on the ground and why were gloves in my cart? People need to take responsibility. This virus is all of our responsibility. And it's not just to protect ourselves, but it's our responsibility to protect all of those, not just those close to us, but the general public, because one person does matter. You know, people say, oh, well, one person can't create change. Yes, one person can create change. Because if I throw my gloves away or I wash my hands and I touch that cart, the next person that touches that cart won't be contaminated with something. And if they follow suit, then the person after them will not be contaminated either. So one person can make a huge difference. It's a chain reaction. And if everybody would just follow suit, take a breath, relax, and focus on what they need to do, and take advantage of the opportunity of time offered, we would be through this in no time at all. Yep, I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. And, and, you know, I understand it's the unknown, but Mm, in our first response is when we feel, you know, when you have entities coming in and sometimes even the government telling us what we can and can't do, we just feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, what is – since we've had so many instances in the past in history where, you know, those kind of actions haven't necessarily turned out well. But in this instance, it really is for our own good, you know. Absolutely. And financial and economic considerations aside, because that's another aspect of this that is going to take some recovery time. Um, But, you know, if, if we could just everybody be responsible and do their part, hopefully the quicker we can get through this and then the quicker people can get yep. back to work and get everything back on par. So, Absolutely. And, yeah. and honestly, the economic outfall is going to last well past the health aspect of it. Um, yeah. You know, to, to all those families that lose loved ones, that will linger for years and years, and that is a tragedy. Um, For the rest of us, you know, those that do not lose a family member due to the virus, um, the economic outfall is is going to be the thing that we struggle with the most, and that's going to take years and years to actually recover from. Um, But in the short term, there are things that we can do, you know, unemployment you can reach out for. Um, There will eventually, I'm sure, be some kind of stimulus package. Everyone's individual bosses and companies, I don't know what they'll be doing. I know my boss um, is doing things for his practice, for his employees. They, they actually take quite good care of us. Um, but, you know, in the short term, I know Kaylin and I were talking about, you know, people are really financially stressed. And maybe yes. that mm-hmm. is, is one of the things that parents to be very short fused and they can't focus and spend time with their kids. But like today, Craig and I, we called our, you know, we called Honda and we said, Hey, you know, we both lost our jobs because of Corona and they froze our account for two months. Well, there's two car payments put on the back burner and we didn't gain anything. We didn't lose anything. It's just frozen until we get back to work. And all these companies are willing to do this mortgage companies, 
utility companies, you make a couple phone calls, you freeze a couple accounts, you take some stress off of you, and then you get back to the business of family and focusing. And that's the silver lining in this whole thing. And I always say, no matter what the tragedy, no matter what the situation, there is always a silver lining. I don't care how bad it is. And the silver lining in this particular situation is that we have been given the gift of time, whether it be against our will or not. It, it is a gift. It is. It really is. Because when else would any of us take the time out? And I'll be the first to fess up. I wouldn't. If, if I wasn't forced to stay home, I would have went to work today and I'd be at the gym right now. And I wouldn't be home. My son's home. We'd all be running and gunning and doing our thing. Um, we have been given a gift of time and we need to take full advantage of it again because, or take advantage of it now because you don't know when you'll be given that time again. And, and we don't know so, about tomorrow. And the one thing I'm really stressing because, you know, we, we need to get in the, out, out of the habit of saying, I wish this day would hurry up and go by. I wish this would happen yeah. because, you know, there's so much going on in life, and there's so much that's happening. And, and, and we're trying to rush these days past, not knowing that the future is holding days like what we're going through right now. And I know we're we're in a, social, a, a social time of basically microwave everything, and it's ready yeah. in a day. But this life doesn't work that way in reality. You know, what we, regardless how fast technology is, the human body still takes time. And yeah. we, we rush our days by until they become years, and then all the years go by, and they become decades. And then we try to figure yeah. out, it almost reminds me of Adam Sandler movie, Fast Forward, where we don't right. even realize where the time is gone. And this is, might be a good time for a reflection of that, where we can say, hey, you know, we do have every day. Because, you know, I, I said I when, when, uh, when, when things are going all wrong, it's 24 hours. When everything's going right, it seems like three or four hours, and then you're back mm-hmm. to into bed or making your food. We we gotta find a happy medium, and and with family, yeah. I think we can get back to knowing them. And when once we get back to that, maybe gotta say, you know, okay, now that you guys get it, uh, we'll, we'll we'll give you some relief because this is you you guys are just getting way too far ahead of yourself to where you think yeah. that you know. We can't be affected by nature. I mean, because, you know, you look at everything that's happening. As long as we're tampering with the environment, as long as we're tampering with the water, as long as we're tampering with the air, you know, there's going to be some mutagens that happen with, uh, you know, with the, with the microorganisms. They are part mm-hmm. of this planet as well. And if, if we keep on messing with them, at some point they're going to become that thing that wipes us out. I mean, it's... You know what it did to the Martians in War of the World, so, you know, are we that different? <laughs> well, humans have a tendency to play God quite a bit, and it, there's repercussions. There really, really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we do have a tendency to wish our lives away. Um, I'm guilty of it. I do it, too. I was I had a cruise that actually just got canceled officially today, and it was mm-hmm. my first cruise Aww. and our first actual vacation together. And, um, you know, I was wishing my life away. I was like, I can't wait till it gets here. And it got canceled. And I'm disappointed, but it is what it is. And, you know, 
a lot of people might be upset, really upset, but it is okay. what it is. Something else will come along, and I'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. But I'm guilty. I, I was wishing my life away. I was. <laughs> so that is it, a very good thing to reflect on and see. That's what I get. I shouldn't have wished it away. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to have something to look forward to also. I mean, you got, you have to enjoy the moment that you're in, but always have something to look forward to as well. No, yes, and I think having having things to look forward to, it helps in 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 hard times to keep you moving forward. But the part about living in the moment is what I think all of us do have a hard time doing sometimes, and we oh, do for sure. need to live in the moment more. And quite honestly, we even in the difficult times, in the sad times, we need to live in those moments because yeah. if we live in those moments it will allow us to really open our eyes and appreciate the rest of them. Yes. Oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. yes. And that's every single day. Mm-hmm. And if we yep. can just reflect, I mean, like uh, what, what our pastor, well, the one who passed away, used to teach us when we were kids. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, can you reflect upon it mm-hmm. and see a better way to go about tomorrow? And Ooh, I like that. It would cause, yeah, it would cause us to think, you know. And he said, "I don't want you guys to get comfortable being comfortable, because there's always going to be a day of uncomfort and discomfort, and we couldn't let that take away all of the week. Because you know, if you have one bad day, you still got six good ones. If you've had one right. bad month, you still got eleven good ones." I mean, at at some point, we can't bury ourselves in this time and moment. And, you know, I've said this many, many times about many different other aspects of life, death, uh, breakups, relationships, uh, jobs, you know, firings, uh, jobs closing. You know, there's always going to be that next big thing. And if we can't get used to it now, then when do we ever? And if if the whole thing is to basically keep your sanity and we keep going insane, then have we ever really learned? Or are we really growing as a, as a nation, as a people, as in ourselves? You know, we, we call ourselves adults until a bad situation happens, and then we all become like blithering idiots and small kids. It, it just it, – it, we, we, we're becoming hypocrites upon ourselves, and I think at some point reflection has to happen and some self-reflection to where we can maintain ourselves like the adults we claim because it, it's mm-hmm. it's getting to the point that the next generation won't really have any role models if we keep falling apart with the first bad instance or situation. Absolutely, absolutely, because our kids are definitely watching what we're doing Everything. and how we're handling things right now. And this is this is not – an unprecedented event. Um, plagues have hit the world before. It has not happened in quite some time, um, generations upon generations. So none of us know the particular strife and struggle that we are currently going through. So for us, this is a first. But plagues upon the world even upon this country, this is not new. This is just no. 
not been around for a really long time. And so it, it is up to us to show our kids how to get through something that is truly, truly epic. Because the truth is, as horrible as this situation is, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot more dire and critical. And we could be in a situation that's not as comfortable as our homes. So we definitely need to, to, uh, I don't want to say man up or woman up, but how about human up? We need to human up and show our kids how to handle a really stressful situation and get through it as a species, as a people, and come out on the other side stronger for it. Yeah. Well, amen to that. Amen to that. And, and you know, that's just, it's all about perspective. It really mm-hmm. is. We can monitor the numbers, um, but really, you know, we can just focus on the human element, we are going to get through this. I mean, this is Absolutely. not the end of the story yet. No. Not yet. Maybe tomorrow, but no. not today. No. <laughs> and it, it doesn't even matter how big or how small the numbers get. It, it, this is going to pass. This too shall pass. Everything passes. It's oh, just the test of how you handle it. And and honestly, yeah. when it's over, it's not about how you looked to the outside world or even how you look to your children, but how you handled it, how do you want to reflect it yourself when this is over? Like when this is over, I want to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I did the right thing. Um, I did everything I could, and I handled it with grace, and I handled it with conviction, and I did everything I could to contribute to the solution and not be part of the problem. And that is where it starts, reflecting in the mirror at ourselves, and then we're able to do what we need to do for everybody else. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with what you said, Crystal, because I, I like how you said it, and I like the point of it. Turn off your TVs. We're getting yep. so insane with all. I mean, because when, when they changed news programming to infotainment, we lost a lot of the base as far as journalism and news because a lot of the true journalists lost their job because they weren't entertaining. They were just recording yep. the news like they were taught to do back in the journalism school. So if you get caught up in the hype, that's good marketing, but it's not good yep. for society. And at some point we have to realize that we are part of the problem if we keep engaging in this atmosphere of ignorance. So, I mean, Crystal said it best. Turn the TVs off. Get to know your neighbors. You don't have to hate them. It, it is better to know them, and if you have the situation like Dad is having, at least you know what not to say and do and not to go around, but you know your neighbors. If we're, we're constantly right. driving people and not even waving, then, you know, we're part of the problem. If we keep mm-hmm. worrying about what others are doing, if it's not according to our liking, then we're part of the problem. But we have to start engaging more and more as a society to realize what society is, because I said civics – it's not about your beliefs. It's basically how you fit into society and how society fits into your beliefs and thinking. 
So that's yeah. only engaged by being an outgoing, engaging individual. And it's okay to have somebody cough and, and, and you look, but you don't have to sit there and curse them to hell if they're sick and still around you. They probably need yeah. food just like you. So it, it's okay Absolutely. for them to buy a loaf of bread. Yeah. So, it, Crystal, so anything you else remember? you want to add? Well, I was just, you were just talking about, you know, it's okay to get to know your neighbor and everything, and it was just taking me back. Do you remember when we were kids and used to have block parties? Whatever happened to that? Those were fun. Right. (laughs) Close off the street and everybody would cook and you'd blast the music and everybody came out of their houses and everybody knew everybody and everybody didn't like everybody, but for that night, Everybody was talking and everybody was out and all the kids played and everybody was safe. And that that's what we need to, I mean, we can't do that right now, of course, but, you know, social yeah. distancing and all. But We'd all be arrested. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of thing we need to get back to. Block parties and, you know, mm-hmm. getting to know each other. And, and if we were stronger outside of crisis, I think we would be stronger during crisis. Yes. I love that. Right? And I can't see a better way to end the show. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Just everybody, stay strong, stay fit, keep your sanity, stop, breathe, reflect. We'll all go, we're all going to be okay. We're all going to get through it. Amen. All right. What's your snickerdoodle shout-out for that, Kaylin? Well, I know a snickerdoodle protein shake goes well with barbecue at a block party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Well, Crystal, thanks so much for joining us tonight and just adding your perspective to help bring some sanity back to uh, to just this world that we're in. I don't, You know, I don't think we focus too much on a – natural bodybuilding but you know natural bodybuilders can all go along with this and that's for sure so on behalf of crystal kaylin myself block party lovers everywhere the boys from p4p muscle wash your hands stay safe six feet love your neighbor your body is a temple so let's build it which negative